Welcome to the Banter at the Counter podcast here at Phone Savers in Killarney. I'm John Lynch and I'll be bringing you fun and insights from everyday customers, inspiration from entrepreneurs and from my own life journey. So come on in and join me as I deep dive into the secrets of life and success. Shane McCarthy, welcome. Thank you very much. Yeah, I, to be here. I collared him yesterday at the shop <laughs> counter. <laughs> the poor man doesn't know. In the morning at 8 o'clock. Better, better at the counter. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the Batsy show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This man's going to reconfigure my whole setup there. Like, and my intro, I don't know, folks, if you liked it or not, but he's going to change it, I'm sure. Shane, like, you're, I, straight away, when, when I met you there now yesterday, I thought, geez, this guy would be interesting to, to ask about startups and stuff. And it's the scene in Ireland, the startup scene, do you know? Like, yeah. And you mentioned you're into the psychology about things, about startups and stuff. Yeah. Let, let us know a bit about yourself and what you're at and why you're doing it. And uh, I run all the money. Uh, <laughs> all the money, soon to be. Um, my name is Shane McCarthy. I'm the CEO of VRM Social. Uh, it's a brand management company. I also recently launched a company called relaunchmarketing.ie. So it's helping businesses that are launch or relaunch uh, during the pandemic. Uh, I was getting way too many inquiries about relaunching and launching. Uh, and then finally, I am the chief marketing officer for a startup called Horsepet. It's an online transaction system for buying and selling horses. And it just recently closed the crowdfunding campaign of 120 grand on Spark crowdfunding. About me, I like technology, startups, marketing, psychology, American football, rugby and soccer. The most important part of that now is the soccer. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Which, which one? I, I'm which one? Man. Yeah, it's good man yourself. That's the stuff. I've been three years of age, my man. 27 years later, I'm I, I was a United fan at minus five. <laughs> the way you have to be. Yeah, yeah. Before you even know where you are. Yeah. It's sort of like the startup bug. You don't realise, and then you realise, okay, I'm a startup person. Okay. Startup that, that, person. That, that's my future. Follow the winners, man. That's what it's about. I honestly, yeah, that's what I think. Listen, horse pay. I mean, that's like, when you said it yesterday, right, I thought, I was trying to put it together myself, join the dots, as you kind of would, yeah. as a bit of an entrepreneur, you'd be trying to join the dots, you know. Horses and PayPal. I kind of thought, how does that mix together? Like, <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> there's, a, there's a huge issue and has been for generations, literally decades and decades, around buying and selling horses. Yeah. Uh, which is, I can buy a horse off you, I can tell you the horse is a certain, it's going to be, a, for argument's sake, a race horse. You buy the horse, you give me the money, the horse isn't a race horse at all, it's a box walker, which means it just walks around in circles. And this happens a lot. Uh, this happens very, very regularly. Well, and okay. when you think that the horse, there's a lot of money in these guys. Like the horse exactly. industry is worth about two hundred seventy-eight billion a year. Billion, that's a year. Jesus. Um, the Irish market, I think, is worth about one hundred forty-four million. Um, the UK market is substantially, substantially bigger. That's where we're going yeah. to next. I think we'll launch another crowdfunding campaign in the UK, most likely April, May of this year or the year coming. We literally had a call about it two days ago, so most likely is a, a definite. Um, but the point is, what what we're trying to do, and what the the Ian and Mike, they're my two co-founders in this, 
Um, What's the name? Ian and Mike? Ian Gilmer and Michael Flynn. Okay. My, Michael Flynn's the CEO and Ian Gilmer's the CEO. I was involved in this at the start and then I took a bit of leave from it, to be honest, and then I got back involved again recently enough. So the boys are really the co-founders and I'm joining in again. Um, I was there at the start of it, but what, what we're trying to do here fundamentally is protect the buyer and the seller. That's it. So okay. if you want to buy a horse, <clears throat> I go, okay, the horse is 10,000. That money goes and it's held in an escrow account. A vet comes in and checks the horse. Is the horse what they said the horse was? Everything is okay. Money gets released. Horse is okay. Both sides are protected. And we take a commission after set. Uh, usually 5.9%, about 2.95% of each side. So very fair. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a, an industry, let's be very clear, that is crying out for digitization and has been for decades. It's one of the best untapped markets in plain sight and we're just about to start having fun with it good luck with that that sounds really interesting <laughs> it like. is yeah it's fascinating and the you know it, the model a... we're using is, is crazy as well because not a lot of people would disagree with crowdfunding but it's got a huge potential yeah be think why would they disagree with it what's what's their it, it's like? sort of like it's sort of a conflict with vcs crowdfunding Thought process I mean, VC. what's the different VCs and crowdfunding? I mean, well, I mean a VC wants he's you to have control. A VC wants you to pioneer new methods. A VC wants you to really set the benchmark because as you do that, you're enabling a better exit for them and for you. You're a, you're enabling a better round of investment to come in, or you're more likely to get acquired. Whereas through crowdfunding, you have a mass community supporting you, which is hugely strong. But fundamentally, they're not really pushing you to innovate. They're pushing to get behind you so that if you exit at any stage, they'll make some money back on the way or they'll get something out of it. Yeah. So there's a big difference. It's you mentioned the con- word support with the second one, with crowdfunding. Yeah. It's like you're supported. With VCs, you're not really supported. Well, you're supported you are, financially, just, but... You're supported in a different way. Like yeah. I, I was talking to a young guy up in Limerick recently, and when he found out I was back involved in horseplay, uh, he was like, Shane, I think you're making a big mistake. Oh, yeah. I was like, do you think so? Why? How many and times that said? Like, yeah, I, All the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every day to me. Anyway. I don't know about you. <laughs> I often say, what the hell are you doing? Like? <laughs> yeah, yeah, on a daily basis. Wake up in the morning, what is life? Um, but he said it to me, he said, I think you're making a big mistake. And I said, Look, maybe we are. But if you live and die by the sword, this is the game we play. Yeah, you, you gotta know? you gotta take the risk. You gotta do you yeah, gotta I do think, something. I think with a VC you get far more support in respect to finance, but that's that's you know that that's not a really good way to look at it from the perspective of they have a better network. They have a better community to tap into be it from developers for business people, etc. They probably can enable or improve route to markets because of their experience in certain industries. Like if you're going to a marketing investor, um, they will have invested in other marketing companies. Yeah. So therefore, they have a network in that industry. Yeah. They can open doors for you. So you would you be kind of, you'd nearly interview the VC, wouldn't you? Uh, you, know? Uh, you know? That's really important. Yeah. So... Every you shouldn't be getting overly excited because just give me the money, give me the money. Who's got the most money? It's no, not really no, about no. that. This, I mean, this, is, really... this is a marriage, this is dating and a marriage, so you better be interviewing them. Yeah, you know, even for my marketing business, um, I interview clients. <coughs> In other words, it's not I'm doing just a pitch and a proposal to you, you have to suit my remit. Right, that's for, that's integrity, it's some sort of you integrity. You have to involved. have values, yeah. um, and the yeah. same for investors. Um, you need to understand who you're getting into bed with. Yeah. You need to understand why they want to work with you, why you want to work with them. Yeah. And you need to have a clear pathway towards how this relationship is going to build and prosper. So it's advantageous for both sides. Like startup, the startup scene, you know, th- we're talking really around, <laughs> around the startup scene. 
like I'd be really enthusiastic about uh, this podcast is based about around inspirational stuff and it came from watching different guys and listening to different things and listening to people over the counter talking about stories and stuff and I get talking with people and some you know like I did with you yesterday and here yeah. we are right I was really intrigued about people's inspirations what makes them tick a bit like yourself you mentioned it before the podcast yeah. the psychology of things and the psychology of business which I don't know do people gloss over a bit like do they embrace that but it you just know. depends on the, the network you're probably depends, in depends yeah, yeah if you look at scale Ireland um, like I, I think Ireland is a fantastic place to set up a startup. The, it's it's a fantastic place to set up a startup, and it's a, it's a terrible place to scale a startup. So they're two different things. To set up, you have a brilliant community. Like now, scaling out or scaling up? I mean, scaling up, scaling yeah. bigger to take on more investment to to become a, a unicorn. You yeah. know, to hit a billion valuation. The companies, the vast majority of companies, if if and there's a very few minute amount that have reached that standard at that level. You know, Intercom. Intercom is a, is a messaging system, a messaging platform for boys from Dublin. But they went to San Francisco and raised money. Um, they have an office up in Dublin, fantastic, much like Stripe have. Right. But these are Irish unicorns, but are they really Irish unicorns? You know, the boys that own them are Irish, or the lads or the people or the women that are, that are involved that own them that are Irish. The Ireland isn't set up for that. It isn't set up for scale. But it's not a place to scale. Now, if you look at a lot of the exits in Ireland, a lot of the exits are somewhere between 30 to 100 million. Um, a lot, like a serious amount. Yeah. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, some of these people. But they're, look, they're fantastic people and you have to take money off the table at some stage. Yeah. You can commit your life to something, but you have a family. There's people who have sacrificed so much for you as well. And you've put um, the work in. I yeah, mean. you've done this and you deserve to take money and you do. But how you take that and what the government get, um, how you look at... You know, I read an article there recently that about two months ago, the most the country in the world with the most FDI in the last nine months is Ireland. So that means to me that Ireland is set up for a company, a country that's based on foreign direct investment. Yeah, that fundamentally means that we're not set up um, for indigenous Irish growth. Yeah. Because yeah. one is we're going with the big boys. Yeah. They pay loads of taxes. They bring all these jobs. We can bring in staff from across Europe. We can give them all this. People are migrating towards Dublin. Cork, in fairness, is on the up. Kerry, there's amazing things happening all over the country, but fundamentally, I believe the country is set up for FDI. It's not set up for indigenous Irish growth. And if you look at something on Twitter like Scale Ireland, you look at the, what they're trying to do. They're trying to set down a mandate for government to support startups. And literally, it's in the word. Scale. Not set up Ireland. Scale Ireland. Because what they want is better infrastructure from governments from local bodies so that companies who could potentially scale have the ability or the infrastructure to scale if they want to do so. If they want to exit, no problem. Nobody's going to judge them. But if they want to scale, that the infrastructure is there. Because at the moment, it's not. From the money you would get from VC funds in Ireland to employee share options to EIIS schemes. If you look at the EIIS scheme in Ireland versus the one in the UK, we're not at the races at all. We're years behind them. We really are. Really? Uh, what, what investment investors can get there for their money versus what we're giving back to our guys or our ladies. It is just not. We're not at the races. Um, now, setting up in Ireland is fantastic. I, I like When I got into the startup scene... In You're smiling now. It's like it ah, really excites you, right? Uh, yeah, but there's yeah, a lot yeah. of amazing people. And it's great. There's great energy about you. There's great there energy. I'd say in the scene as well as there, like, you know... I'll be honest, and there'll be people who'll probably listen into this and go, geez, I haven't heard from Shane in a while. 
no, go back to 2011-12 up till probably 2016-17. I was heavily involved in the startup scene in Ireland. You mentioned that yesterday. Uh, Midwest? I, I launched Startup Week in Limerick. You're a Limerick uh, man, right? Yeah. I'm a Limerick yeah. man. Or Gene Murphy, the one and only, brought me up to Dublin to Google Google's HQ. I was very, you know, in awe of what was going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm a country boy. Like, I never I know, had you yeah. shit in my house. So I'm inside there and Gene is like, I'd like you to bring this down to Limerick. And I was like, oh man, definitely. Fair play. So we brought down that and then in Cork, I think they had a startup digest. What did you bring down to Limerick? Like, it was, it's a weekend. So a startup weekend is a, is a weekend event. It's a three day yeah. event that runs on a Friday, Saturday and a Sunday. You've sev- Fundamentally, you've 72 hours to build a startup. To build a startup company. That really is exciting. It is That's exciting. Manic. Yeah. Uh, it is the I'm straight away want to go. I want to go uh, now. Yeah, like, I want yeah, to go now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to participate. But I remember the first event in Limerick, like, um, I think we had Tracy Kyo, who's the CEO of Remote, Grow Remote, um, a fantastic company. Tracy's a very close friend of mine. Um, but even I remember Tracy coming up and she was doing the MC for the event. Now, that's a really, really important job because you have to get people pumped. People yeah. get stressed out a lot over the weekend. I There's could imagine a lot yeah. of shit that can go wrong. Yeah. And Tracy is on it. And there was like 10 or 15 people wanted to pitch. By the end of it, Tracy, there were 35 or 40 people pitching ideas. <laughs> people who had half an idea and they thought it was an idea. I wanted the barman train. is like, give me a go. The barman is like, I've self-refilling <laughs> points. When, when, you, when you touch a button, it just refills from underneath the table. Hold where on, I'm going to do- get the domain <laughs> yeah. name for self-refilling. Uh, where is the cake? I have no idea, but self-refilling points. And there's a fellow over here and he's like, you know, I'm on a self-washing socks. Everybody has sell something today. But Tracy done a fantastic job. But what you had was you'd, you'd start your company spinning out from that yeah. into Limerick's ecosystem. Because I said this to you yesterday. So this is a serious thing, really. Like This too, happens all you know? over Ireland. Yeah. Cork. Yeah. Uh, I went down in Robbie Skews. Uh, he's one of the, the owners and one of the partners in Collect.ie. Um, Robbie brought me down. I was the MC at that. We were bringing all... This is the way it sort of worked. You're bringing people from different counties over and now you're building and fostering relationships. Tracy brought us up to Galway. Ed Cavanaugh was down for all of these. We brought down investors. We had people like John Peavy. He used to be head of sales at Trustev. Ian Lucy used to come down and talk. You know, these are all people who are... You know, they're passionate about it, aren't but they? Yeah, but these yeah. are legends in the Irish startup scene as well. Like when you talk about Ed Kavanagh, Ed Ed does slide decks for most of the big companies in the country, most of the big startups. Yeah. When you talk about um, Ian Lucy, he's done some amazing things, and he's a he's a well known investor across the country. When you talk about Tracy, she was working in Bank of Ireland, but Tracy is the CEO of Grow Remote now, and every single person involved in Startup Weekend started knew where Tracy was going to go to the top. Like when you talk about Robbie. I mean, he's so grounded, he's so humble, but Robbie's he's such a smart guy. But these are the people who then who are trying to help the other people. I like that. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Like, genuinely, <clears throat> we had really fantastic people from, from really big startup companies. Yeah. And even, even yourself, with, you're so generous with your time. And uh, time is, time is, is time, important. Yeah, you know? it is. I mean, but if, you don't, if the community doesn't foster and build itself, who, who does it? It, it always has to come from grassroots levels. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah. The government don't know any better. <clears throat> um, they should know better because there's case and models all over the world that they could be replicating. So is the that the problem? Is that the, the mandate that can, it, interview, it, can, can influence them? Is, that's sorry, why scale is it, it up. Sorry, is that in the mandate? Like, that, that's what that Scale Ireland is trying to do. Okay. They're trying to put something, they're trying to put a narrative and a community together that can have enough influence on the government that they'll actually listen. Because if you look at Barry Lunn, Brian Caulfield, Pat Phelan, um, 
Martina Skelly. There, there's a lot of people that have gone online in the last few years and told the government what we need when it comes to budgeting. They've told them what scaling startups need. They've told them, now, you know, I'm not, I'm not at the level of some of those people. Let's be very clear. They've scaled companies or exited companies from a multitude of millions and are, and are on the pathway to doing it again. Let's be very clear. These people are serial winner entrepreneurs. But when you see them putting out narratives and they all have consistent narratives around what we need, you start listening and the government isn't listening. So what happens is, and this is why I love the community in Ireland, is they're not whinging. They give out. But then they go, right, well, what are we going to do now? That's, Act, the, fight, that's the fighting spirit, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, action. Yeah. So what did they do? They went to the end, like, you know, they had Tech Ireland and now they're Scale Ireland. And Scale Ireland is a community of really, It's a really non-government exper- body. Yeah, like, really I mean. experienced startup people coming together to try and encourage the government to behave the right way, to encourage kids startups to grow and scale in like, Ireland. Isn't that ironic? You're trying to inspire the government. You're trying to encourage the government. Well, I mean, no it should the other way around, like. Well, in theory, yeah, but fundamentally, no. I think we bought not that. How many, how many people in government in Ireland right now have, have built um, or scaled startup companies? Because if the answer is less than three, how are you going to have any influence? You know, you've watched, they, they put up the vote yesterday on the nurses. There were 75 against paying the, the student nurses and 72 for paying it. So just do simple maths. That means there's 106, 146 people there voting on that. And I'm going, okay, so if less than two or three people were involved in the startups and know anything about it, should have no influence. You know, how many people do you see up there when it came to budget talking about startups and the need for it? Like, and when you see the talent that has left this country, when you see I how know, what I was they've done. this morning, I thought, just geez, look at Stripe. You, yeah, Stripe, Stripe, one. Stripe, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Stripe is worth Massive. billions and they haven't even gone into an IPO yet. Billions. PayPal have invested into Stripe. You know, when you look at, I'm going, they left because they couldn't get support there. You know, when you look at that, when you see where companies have to set up or where they've gone, yeah. But I wouldn't get away from the fact there is amazing people in this country. And yeah. I see what Tracy Kjell is doing to grow remote when I see their... They're not going to let go, are they? Well, not no, gonna, Tracy yeah. had an idea a few years ago that, you know, this remote working was going to become a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has. And before ever before COVID, for two years, she had a position. But the people that were helping her and the community that her and her partners have built out, all of it was volunteer. You do it because of passion. You yeah. do it because you believe. Yeah. And that's the one thing I love about the startup scene in Ireland. Yeah. And that's the one thing, you know, when I got into the startup scene in Ireland, in Limerick in 2011, I was a country block who never had the internet in his house. Ah, come on, you must have had some sort Never of had the internet. Set up. Uh, the, the closest I got was when I was 16 and it would take 25 minutes of, you know, that internet dial talk. And I was just trying to get onto championship manager, you know, to see could I get, you know, Dean Sanders or someone to play with Burton, you know, because he was great at scoring goals in the second division or whatever. Uh, but, that's what I was looking at. And I remember I was telling you this yesterday and excuse me using bad language on your podcast. It's okay. It's, um, it's explicit. I, but always, I, I, I always put it explicit. I went to a startup event, my first ever startup event at the Castle Troy Park Hotel. And I arrived in and I'd say there must have been 50, 60 people there and everybody's in a short suit and a tie. What age were you? I'm 22 at this stage. Okay. And I'm in a blue hoodie with bright blue black trainers and this fella looks at me and he's like, are you lost? And I look him up and down and I'm like, are you fucking lost? <laughs> I think it's myself, everything I've seen from startup world is not what you are. And it's a lot more what I am. But I'm the only one here that looks out of place. And I'm thinking to myself, and I was like, okay. 
And I went to another couple of more events and it was mostly male, which disappointed me. There was very few females involved. It's gone, okay. It's typical males in suits, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. They're, but they're, they're, most of the famous entrepreneurs that I know in Limerick are female. So, you know, there's well, a bit of a contrast there. Like, it's not you know? great. Yeah, 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 when we were told about it and we were told you need to look up to Ronnie Barry or you need to look at Martina Skelly or you need to look at these people. And I'm going, <clears throat> uh, yeah, okay. Fair enough. Were you on the crest of this? Like, I was thinking this morning, the internet's probably 40 years old, whatever, is it? The internet is still in its early stages, man. It's I a mean, new thing, lads, yeah. you know? It's yeah, still like, new. You know, it you was know? really, really new when the lads started building the stuff that they built to give us what yeah. we can do today. But let's be very, very clear about it. You know, what, what was I reading a couple of weeks ago? 23% of shopping in Ireland is done online, if even. Or, sorry, 23% of businesses in Ireland have websites. Yeah. Okay, that'll tell you how early we still are. Yeah, yeah, you know, when everybody yeah. has a website, you're going, okay, it's a bit more established. Stripe are saying that is a 7% of all payments globally are online payments. Okay, that means there's 93% to go. We're at base camp of Everest there, like. You know what I mean? It's we're true, very, yeah. very early, like. Um, and we're only finding out <clears> what, what other certain pieces of technology can do. How is artificial intelligence going to change this? How is augmented reality? How is virtual reality going to enhance all of these? Um, like, even our behaviorisms are changing, like, uh, hugely. And, yeah. like, like, obviously, you're into your brand marketer. For yeah, that, yeah. Sorry, for, for horse pay and yeah, yeah. You know, branding is your thing, right? Yeah. You know, back in the day, you, you, you do a brand and you're looking at values that you hold dear and you're looking at some sort of color palettes that you want and you're looking at. You know, what kind of message are you trying to get across? But all all brands, all the established brands have had to change. You know, what, what really was the catalyst for me was Michael O'Leary doing the Ice Bucket Challenge. When you see someone who's so staunch in a way that they behave, yeah, I would have never have thought Michael O'Leary would have done an Ice Bucket Challenge. I'm not saying he's not charitable. I don't know the guy. Yeah. I'm just saying, <clears throat> from a PR standpoint, that's not Michael O'Leary's remit. When a CEO like that, with that reputation, feels that to create positive influence from a public perspective, that they have to do something like the Ice Bucket Challenge to show Ryanair in a certain light. I'm going, ah, <laughs> now the public can hugely influence brands from McDonald's trying to be healthier, people being more plastic conscious, people, you know, mm. um, like I run a couple of different restaurant brands and the amount of inquiries we get about our packaging and is it disposable, how how is it recyclable? Is it this? Is it this? People are a lot more conscious now. Yeah. But the point I'd make on the branding side is there is a traditional way to build a brand. Like in three or four years' time, you're going to go in and you're going to fill out a doc, and you're going to fill out key points about yourself and key points and messaging stuff and etc. And an AI system is going to map and build all that brand for you, because that's the way it's going to be. And yeah, you lose the art of building the brand. Like, you know, my girlfriend is a designer. Yeah. So there's an art form and there really is. I, I have a full appreciation for this now. My partner is a designer. And when I see what she does and the, the skill and the look, I'm going, okay, I love it. Um, but, but that's the future. We're only in the... We're only, in the we're on, we're only like, starting, right? We're literally in junior infants. Yeah. And, and that, that's where we are with the internet. And, like, know? folks, you know, you're on about Google search, right? You're typing into Google search, right? <laughs> that's the question that was coming up for me. I was like... Do you not realise if you're not branded right and you're not on artificial intelligence like Alexa, what's the best phone shop in Killarney? It's phone savers, by the way. Don't you know that? You should know that. That's what she'd say. Right? Of course. <laughs> of course. Of course. Yeah. There is no other. Right? There's no other. Yeah, yeah. The one, the only phone saver. And by the way, he does a good old podcast there. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like Alexa probably said that back to you, right? Yeah, 100%. And she finds it. And if you're not 
on top of the pile, you're yeah. lost. So branding, 100%. folks, if do businesses, I, I, I was looking into this a bit. I was yeah. going to set up a branding thing myself, right? The established marketing companies, it's, you know, TV, radio, yeah, billboards. Yeah, it's my language with a pile of shit. Yeah, yeah how do you feel about is, that? Uh, I mean, it's a pile of shit. Yeah. The traditional agency model is dead. I, was, it, I it, thought the same. No, and people, it, it, it is dead. They won't let go too easy. Of course, they don't want to know? let go. These yeah. are companies that made millions and millions and millions for years, been able to do all this, and now people like me are coming in and excuse my language to fuck it all up. And why? Because that's not the way it should be done now. Now it's about buying space on Facebook. It's about buying space in a person's mind. It's about how can you help them. Like, I, I wrote a I piece. I spent an ad there, I checked it there yesterday. 3 50 I paid for a click on Facebook. <laughs> believe it 350 <laughs> I mean, it was like 10 cent like not too long ago you know? yeah see Facebook have changed their algorithms like you pay to play unfortunately yeah so if you don't understand narrative or positioning on Facebook that's exactly the shit you'll get like, oh there you go yeah you know help, um, help. <laughs> but but this is the point that those, those agencies are dead I literally had a girl ringing me two days ago she's uh, interviewing for one of those agencies um, and she was asking me she read out the job spec she was like, what do you think this will be? I was like, ah, bitches, business development for one of those traditional agencies. Uh, she's watching they'll say. I was like, ah, oh, they'll tell you that they want to migrate towards the future. They want to do all this. Um, but I was like, business development is just a sexy title for sales. I was like, they want you because you're young. You'll make them look a bit more modern. Well, she'll find out. She'll find out tomorrow whether she gets the job. And I'm sure she'll let me know. She's a close friend of mine. But I do look to go back to your question. The agency model is dead. Um, you is need, it, you is, need is to it, be, It's still a bit alive, a bit like it, it, it's it's but, dead from the perspective of everybody knows it's fucking dead. It's alive <laughs> from the perspective that there are some companies that still don't want to move away from the tried and tested routine. But these aren't as effective. If you look at the growth of some of these brands in the last few years, so if you look at from WeWork to Stripe to Uber, um, excuse the the way that they were led or the growth or whatever. Mm. Um, you look at some of these companies and you're going, they're, what they've done in five or ten years has made them work ten times more. Slack, the acquisition, um, Slack being bought up by, is it Microsoft? Not Microsoft. I was looking at that on Twitter. Slack, what was it? Is it 28 billion? 20, 20, sorry, Salesforce. Oh, why was it? <clears throat> 27 billion. Yeah. They're yeah. being bought up by Salesforce. Um, like huge. Slack, yeah, but Slack is... You know, and there was a, trouble with that at the start. Second, there was a lot of trouble. Yeah, of course yeah. it was. It was set up as a total different thing. Yeah. But this is 10 years old. I mean, as a byproduct of Salesforce buying Slack, their share price dropped 38 billion. And they paid, they're paying 27 billion for Slack. So the market wasn't really too happy with it. <laughs> you know? But the principle you're getting to is, you know, when you can see WhatsApp being sold for 16 billion and they are for 18 billion, and you're gone. They had something like 16, like, 20 sorry, staff. Was that cheap? Yeah, because they had 16 or 20 staff. If I told you you can grow your phone store or this store, store here, phone service to 20 staff and somebody's going to come in and buy it for 20 billion, what are you going to say? Thank yeah, you very thank much, kind sir. Exit Would you stage like me to cut your lawn tomorrow as well, by the way? <laughs> Just as a, a reward to say thanks, yeah. yeah. Is that cash or checks yeah. you want to pay me? Like, you know? Yeah. Um, but, the, but my point being that that's where technology has advanced. Companies can grow and scale in a way that they never could before. You you have companies that are around a hundred years that have so much reputational capital behind them, social capital, but their valuations in comparison to the modern company's valuations are catastrophically different. Why? Because of social clout, because of what they can do online, because of 
markets and the way that they've raised money and investment. It's just colossally different. But I, I, I'm excited is what I am, you know. Even with all this, like, the internet just presents a beautiful opportunity to everyone. Isn't it amazing? Like, do you know what it's done, I think? I walked into a <laughs> shop yesterday. Yeah, my phone fixed because my phone was dying. Yeah, <laughs> we walked past, and we did a and great I, job, by the way. Yeah. Fantastic yeah. job! Thanks for absolutely. It. <laughs> I was in my element, sitting down at home last night. Wait, we're gone or sitting at my girlfriend's house, and I'm on the phone, and I'm like, "Oh, I didn't die seven seconds left. What is this beast in my hand? It yeah, actually yeah. works." So fantastic. Go job. on, go on, phone go on. savers, clearly everybody. Oh God, go down, meet John. I think I mentioned it. Up. I think banter, banter at the counter. You know what you're doing. There's only one place in Kerry to get your phones fixed. I should be on the radio, shouldn't I? You, know? you should be on the podcast. <laughs> um, oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, really. That's coming down yeah. the line. That's coming down the line. Um, but I just think this goes back to the psychology of it. So yeah, you're big into the psychology. I, I would be as well. You know, I'm big into the yeah. psychology because I think people. The tagline for my new business is get out of your own way. Yeah. Get out of your own way. Yeah. Why? Because for years I got in my own way. And for years now I'm seeing people get in their own way. In the last... Like Shane, you're only 31. To know that you should get out of your own way at 31, right? Oh, yeah. Is quite lucky. It's That's fortuitous. just because I've made enough fuck-ups. <laughs> you know, well, yeah. yeah. You know, I've fail, lost fail, fail well. That's on another uh, podcast yeah, about look, failing. Look, yeah. Failing <clears throat> is all part of the journey, man. Yeah. You know, fundamentally for everybody. And everybody yeah. fails in some way. And there's no such thing really when you look at it like that then, is there? I just think it's all, you know, you, learning. Uh, you know, yeah, you win or you learn, John Kavanagh, you know. Yeah. Um, and I do, I believe in that fully. I believe like this is a lifestyle thing. I remember at the start, I used to be telling people, a lot of these stacked people, and they're all smart enough if any of them are listening to this. I'll be a billionaire by 30. They're looking at me going, of course you will, God loves us. <laughs> God loves the trainer. Yeah. Um, but they knew that this is, uh, you know, the average age of a successful startup founder, I think, is 35, 36. There's a 35, 36. Yeah. yeah. So you're 10 to 15 years in. And a lot of the people who have exited, you'll see them. And a lot of these people are very grounded. Um, I remember Pat Phelan doing a post on it and him saying, yeah, 10 to 15 years to be an overnight success. Yeah. And you look at a lot of their journeys and I'm going, yeah, so I'm excited. I'm in the early stages of my career yet. You I still are. have a lot of energy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, you have a but, lifetime ahead of you. Like. Ah, yeah. But, uh, but so does everybody else. And this is the thing. Like, and it's know? never too late. I mean, I'm 53 and I'm kind of only starting properly. And when I've been did, in 75, 30 years. When did your man start KFC? 70, was it? That's right, Jack. Yeah. He was something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah listen, listen, age is but a number. Like. Yeah. You know, yeah. Gary V talks about it all the time. He like, does. And he's you, great. He's a great inspiration too, I by the way. Think, yeah. yeah. You know, people that don't like him or they hate him, I don't think he gives a shit either. way. Pretty much like myself, to be honest. That's the way to do. I mean, you're by yourself in this a lot, aren't you? In your own... Yeah, I mean, your your biggest challenge is probably the thoughts in your own mind, and it's the same for everybody else. But if you don't believe in you, you don't love you, and you don't appreciate you, then what are you doing? You mentioned a few few people close to you that are are kind of travelling alongside you. It's important to have good people near you on the journey, like someone that will inspire you and encourage you. Yeah. And that's who are there for you as well. And who kind of match your... They don't have to understand you. They they don't have to understand the journey you're on. They just have to understand what that journey means to you. Like a lot of the people closest to me, they they don't understand what they do. I could sit down and tell them for 10 hours and at the end of it all, they'd still go, I still don't get it. You know, I have have sisters that help me become stronger. They they help me work on my mind. They ask me the right questions or ask me things at the right time um, or push me to behave in a better way. One of my sisters is, uh, she's big into CBT or cognitive behavioral therapy. And I'll say certain things on a phone call to her and she will be like, oh, that's the wrong language. You need to talk like this. 
and what she's trying to do is encourage positive reinforcement of words within the narrative I use so that it's not negative and, and you know the language you use with yourself is so important yeah. my other sister it's like I can't or I will you know it's... yeah which, which, which way is it we yeah. will we will we can we can we can't um, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't do that if I was you you know try it and see how you get on give it a if go if like. not I'll be here to support you if it doesn't work yeah. okay well, which case it's not the same you know, I go, I go, I run a hundred yards and you run a hundred yards. Okay, no, you're looking a lot fitter than I am. So we're gonna have a very different journey running that hundred yards. Now, if I run my hundred yards first and I fall over and hurt myself, I come back. I wouldn't do that if I was you. Well, no, sorry, there. It's the same hundred yards, but it's a very different experience. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> me running it and you running it. I'm overweight, and that's not going to be good for me. You look a lot fitter, maybe a lot faster. If you, you're going to come back. I said, I fall a bit myself. That, that was great. Yeah. That was great fun. So you are then going to go out to the next person. You should run that definitely. See what I mean? It's yeah. the same journey in theory, but yeah. it's very, very different. But I, I do think going back to it, the psychology is key, my man. Because is that is psychology big in the startup world and in and in in established corporate world like, what I like I mean, is that or is it just the, to think of a tax write off get a few no, lads in and, no, you, know. you have to be focused on it no. um, you have to there's no way around it the only way remote work is going to work at the level that it should be working at the only way it should be working at the level it's going to work at is if they understand how the psychology of remote workers works how effective it is how they can manage them how is a HR manager going to manage 300 staff from across? I was but thinking but that, they will. Yeah. They will. Let's be very clear. If you were to talk well, to Well, you can already or, log people in and see how the, much the, time they're using the, on a project. The, right? the principle behind yeah. Slack, the fundamentals yeah. of how they were bought by Salesforce is productivity and output. Yeah. Um, I love the narrative they're trying to use to say they, they want to create better function, better processes, better adaptability and better organizational structure. They want to take away the, the issues or the the problems that are there in management. But I do think psychology is. And I think there's a much greater appreciation now for how important the mind is, for how important people's mental health is, whether we go to a four-day work week, whether people need time off. Um, I mean, it's important. Like, I remember when I was going to college and I teach Lee doing uh, computers and stuff. And, and I remember one of the lecturers were doing, uh, what was it, computer science and, you know, you know, one of the lovely ones, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and uh, she said, lads, some of you are going to crack up. Jeez, <laughs> I, I got worried. I mean, huh? <laughs> but she said, no, genuinely, one of you are going to actually probably crack up because usually there's one per class. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. just terrible. Like, <laughs> I know. I was, <laughs> you know, I was like, yeah, lads, don't do startups so you might fail. Well, you know, most of them do fail. So, you know, that's not really, I'd be like, you know, lads, do startups for you because you may create something the world has never seen. And, yeah. You know, if you want to take a chance, if you want to back yourself. But there's, this is the thing. But it the is, psychology is like, it's tough mentally is what I mean, isn't it? It is brutal. Yeah, but yeah. you got to love that. I mean, yeah, like, yeah. if you want to change the world, it's not going to be easy for anybody. It's not going to be easy, man. And you got to sleep I mean, in your coach. I mean, Steve Jobs matter. slept it's, in his coach. I mean, yeah. Elon Musk. I have been in years, man. Totally get it. <laughs> not, I spent the last year doing down into branding and podcasting. We, yeah, and, we refused yeah. funding in 2012. I'm not joking. Myself and my business partner genuinely had beans in Toast for about two years. And what was this? What project we, we had a company called Taxi Chief, uh, a bookings dispatch and CRM system for taxi operators. So I think uh, a different slant of Uber or Free No, Halo, Free No, literally that, but four years earlier. What happened? Uh, we refused funding. Um, because we were stupid and naive and inexperienced and egotistical. Oh, I man. don't think those are, those are enough buzzwords. What did you refuse? A, a lot of money. 
Go on, go on, a, a lot go on, figure talk, figure drop. A couple of million anyway, plus, right? Jesus, Mary. <laughs> you know, you're talking more than, just say two and a half, three and a half million. Um, no, why? Because we don't want it. <laughs> why don't you want it? Because we're not giving away that much equity. Um, you know, and you look back now and go, you idiot. You, you idiot. <laughs> you know, but the other side is, yeah, but I wouldn't have been a good CEO. They would have shafted me in some way. I would have shafted me. Um, why Do you know, looking back, what kind of went wrong with that? But it's, I wasn't going to be a good CEO. The fact that I turned down, we turned down the money, but it wasn't that. It, it wasn't just, that. We didn't understand the idea that was in front of us. Okay. I think a lot of the time that, I, I, don't, I, I still don't drive, by the way, to this day. You don't? Um, I don't drive. I got a bus down to Kerry yesterday from Killarney. I'd be driving next year. I got driving lessons last year. I've never had the need to. No, I do. Like, you get chauffeured uh, around the place. I you could have got chauffeured around little, if you took the money. Like. Yeah, I could have done that. Yeah, if, if you'd taken the money. <laughs> <laughs> but I, um, back then, so neither me or my business partner, Keith, at the time, drove. So we didn't under... I don't think either of us appreciated the magnitude of the idea that was in front of us, that this was a huge problem. Now, take into account... John, we went across the country. I spent 800 to 1,000 hours in taxi buses all over Ireland. I mean, Dublin, Cork, Waterford, um, Galway, Kerry, everywhere, sitting in buses, sitting in cars with drivers when customers were coming in, watching all the issues they had. And still, I was just too naive, just inexperienced. It's not even, you know, we, we did do the hard work. Uh, and we built this system. Not a research. We, we co-created it with a, with a company in Limerick, with a taxi company. So it wasn't just a thought. And you'd, like, it wasn't oh, we had just... software. We had a working. We had a functional Yeah, people product. think, yeah, we, he just... We won Startup yeah. of the Year on New Frontiers in Limerick. We won Company to Watch Out for. I won the Young Entrepreneur of the Year at the Cork Bick. Well, uh, or yeah. Emerging great Entrepreneur stuff. of the Year. Yeah, these are all great things, but should the product went over. You know, at the time when there are Shane's all over the newspaper thinking I'm great. If we don't know what, what we could know Hindsight is a great thing. Yeah, you'd yeah. understand, okay, what are we trying to get here? Well, uh, do we want to build, do we want to bootstrap the company, like someone like Teamwork down in Cork? Mm. Or do we want to take investment into the company? That would have been the first call. Okay, we so do you to... bootstrap it like? Uh, no, I don't, I don't think an idea like that is within reason you can bootstrap. Why? Because there's too many car companies or people with that interest trying to get into the space. Like, you know, hail or free now. I can't remember who, and I don't want to give out any misinformation here. Yeah. But they're they're part owned by one of these big car companies. Yeah. Uh, Uber. There, there's a a bucket lot, but from Volkswagen to BMW to whoever to whoever, they're all trying to get into this space. So you trying to bootstrap against multi-billion euro companies is going to be very very difficult. Back then, maybe because those companies hadn't started moving. That's into what I was it. thinking. There's a lot but, of dinosaurs around. Yeah, there you would know? have been, but. <clears throat> Again, we didn't have the startup savviness. You know, when you're in the startup game a while, you start seeing patterns, you understand. And you're into patterns, like? I'm madly yeah. into patterns, no, years later. But back then... Was that why you got interested in it? You kind of thought, I'm not nah, going to... No, just think I, I fell in love with marketing. When we refused to take on funding, we had we had to build a market, we had to build a brand ourselves. So the company was Blue Chief. The first product was Taxi Chief. The second product was Roster Chief. You get me? I get it, Chief. Yeah, I get was, it, Chief. You get it, you know. And that's what people used to be like, hey, Chief. You know? <laughs> Sorry, uh, I couldn't help it. No, but that was, you know, yeah. you know, no, you know, years on, you shouldn't be calling anything Chief like that. You'll get in trouble. Um, but when you look back, that, that's how I get into marketing, was having yeah. to build that brand and having to build them. But to go back to it, John, look, we just weren't experienced enough to understand the, the idea, the size of the idea or opportunity that was in front of us. And if we were, Maybe we'd be having a different conversation, but Maybe so. I'd probably have a different life and I'm quite happy with the life I have at the moment. Yeah. It goes back to that psychology thing, you know. What drives you? Uh, 
that whole line be the change you want to see in the world a world domination I want to change the world I mean I want to be a world player in my area and my area is marketing Um, my area is building scalable brands my area is the future of marketing, the future of branding, narrative yeah. messaging, positioning. And it's it's the internet. It's it's that's what yeah, it is at the moment. Know. It's, it's um, definitely that. So way. how is that going to work? How how is technology going to improve this? How is AI going to influence it? You know, like I told you, I'm already thinking about my next big idea. We've had a couple of big ones that you know, horseplay is a fantastic idea. I think that'll really go somewhere. Yeah, I love the concept. I love the idea of being able to protect people's investment into something um, and be able to protect both a buyer. And morally, it stands well by itself there. It you know? does. Yeah. I just love the concept of protecting people. Yeah. I love the concept of, of being there for people who, in an industry where they haven't been protected or minded. It's that before. startup ethos is kind of in yeah, your, in it's your blood. Yeah, it's community ethos. Yeah. And, and that's the big thing, like through that crowdfunding campaign, like Mike and Ian, we done a great job together. But one of the things I have to say is the horse community, the equine community in Ireland, they came out in their droves to support it. Brilliant. They came out in their droves. So they saw a need. Like they, can they, I say- they went, <clears throat> you're trying to help us. Yeah. You're trying to mind us and protect us. Whether we want to buy or we want to sell, you're going to be there for us to mind our money and protect the and integrity you know, you- of what we do. And we went, yes, yes, we fucking are. And they, <laughs> they went, we're going to support you because you said it like you said it. And we went, Thank you very much. Excellent. That's that's great, man. <laughs> you know, uh, and, and that's, that's what the government should be doing, by the way, lads. That's what you should be doing, government. You know. Yeah. Look, the, the, there's a lot of times you could say that. No. But I, I look. The government is the government. Yeah, you know, just, but it's the still way that, the way that they have it set up is the way they have it set up. I know. Yeah. We'll influence them as much as we can to get the 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 scenario situations or infrastructure in place that are needed. But you know, when you see votes like last night, uh. It's just tough, like yeah, it's no, not just yeah. for the starter for the business game. When you see, and you get a bit North, cynical, don't you? Disillusioned, yeah, so you just got to move on. But it's just you just get frustrated. Like you need to play the game. You can't win all the battles, right? No, um, but you can. You, your your try. job is to try, yeah. yeah, and your job is to understand when to try or how to try. And it means that you try, even you if you fail. Try. The, you, the trying you, means I you 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 have to keep on going. Keep going because man. if not, what what are you supposed to do? My motto is never never give up. Yeah, don't give can't. up. I told you, I, I have a bracelet. Yeah. It says two words it on my bracelet. What it says it? forward always, literally. Yeah. Excellent. You know that's yeah. the psychology. Keep going. Uh, I think these things are hugely important. I think you you need to. You need to position yourself and train your mind. Yeah. And I think that in any walk of life, genuinely. I think if you want to be a better person in a certain way, I think if you want to have more empathy, I think if you want to, to have a more positive outlook on life, I think, you know, I found it, or at times can find it very hard to sleep at night. Um, But I wouldn't be, not because I'm worried, not because I'm anxious. I don't really get anxious about anything. Just my mind gets really active. Yeah. Yeah, but then it's like, okay, am I going to leave that be something? No, because I understand sleep is important. So now I have games I try to play, memory games, um, challenge games for my mind, things that will. So your mind is just, it's like a muscle and it's not tired because I haven't exercised it enough that day. Yeah. Or I'm exercising it too much, but I'm exercising it late at night. Like I told you, I came in, you said, are you drinking coffee? I said, no, milk in the morning. <laughs> uh, I'd be too worried to be climbing on the ceilings if I had coffee. I must but, get a few battles of milk. That's what it does. <laughs> yeah, I must get a few points of milk. But you get my point. Like, <clears throat> there's a scenario where I'm not sleeping. There's a scenario where I understand sleep is important. And then... You're it, rived up. You're excited yeah, about life. Yeah, but the question right? is, what do you do then? Because... It, 
if, if you know you have a problem and you know what the problem is and you know the net effect of having that problem, you can sit down and tell everybody I don't sleep and I don't sleep and I don't sleep. That's not, that's, excuse my language, that's not fucking good to anybody. Yeah. You know sleep is important. You know it can benefit your health and you know it's good for your mind. Okay. So if you're not sleeping, fix the fucking problem in some respect. Now, some people may need medication. Some people need to exercise. Yeah. For me, it's usually because my mind hasn't been exercised enough that day. So what do I do to exercise my mind? Now you put these scenarios in place and now thus you can sleep better. Excellent. Now what's the next problem I have to solve? Yeah. <laughs> so there are no problems, only solutions, you know? There, there is, yeah. yeah. And there, there is, you know, there's a lot of things, to, to, there's a lot of problems. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the phone is trying to find the solution. How, how do you embrace problems? I see them as lately a lot. I see them as opportunities, like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you embrace the responsibility of solving it when you see it like that. Why did I set up relaunch marketing that I for about two months? I had people annoying me, and not annoying me. I had people worried, and some people I care about. And my business is going under. Yeah, my business is struggling. Uh, I can't make money. I'm gonna have to fire twenty staff. Uh, I need to relaunch this. Or I need to launch this. I was sitting down at home one night. Uh, myself and my missus went to bed uh, half an hour later Shane's not sleeping again wonderful uh, I was like sitting lying down in bed pitch dark I'm going surely somebody has bought relaunch marketing that I surely and I'm thinking enough fuck this jump up out of bed <coughs> out, out uh, <laughs> domain king yeah out to let's host uh, hello to, to do relaunch marketing that I I'm the same oh, as you I'm it's like, available yeah. okay relaunch marketing.com Oh, okay. Excellent. So uh, I'm over in Canva. I'm over here doing different media stuff on this. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Crello. Going to, like, we have brand docs. We use VRM does. Like, a, it's a brand setup doc or a website. It's yeah. a 19-page doc on building a brand and a website. And it's, we give it to every business at the start yeah. so that they can rationalize their thoughts. Some brilliant questions in it, by the way. So, okay. Like, I'll ask you a couple of no. If If phone savers was an actress... Who would she be? Oh, Julia Roberts. Okay. Julia Roberts, man. If Fawn Savers was an actor, who would it be? Uh, what you mean? Al Pacino. Al Pacino? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I would be definitely Al Pacino. Yeah. <laughs> if Fawn Savers could live somewhere, where would it live? Los Angeles. Los Angeles. If Fawn Savers had a brand, or sorry, if you're, um, if you're, uh, Brand had friends, who would they be? Oh, as in actors and stuff? Yeah. Jesus. Um, that's flummoxed me now, like, because yeah, that's getting I a bit mean, like, who do I want phone savers to. It's see, awesome. I run it. See, just to come up I'm running it myself and I don't want anyone. Yeah. messing with it yeah but the point is who do you associate with who does your brand like so what What this is trying to manifest in your own mind is in 12 months if you wanted to do a strategic partnership what kind of brands locally because those brands should probably have the values of the, the answers you would give right now yeah 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 if your brand was an animal what animal would it be leopard why it's kind of like because it doesn't change the spots yeah 
Yeah. This is so. This is why the lately I'm trying to change the spot, but it hasn't changed <laughs> enough yet. Actually, it hasn't changed enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So this is what the doc is. It's a 19 page doc that really makes you think about your brand, and that's why we got into branding. Trying yeah, to brand I love it. it. Yeah, I, I love it. And do you know what my favorite saying is? Is branding you branding in marketing? You try to get the girl to kiss you. <laughs> branding, she just wants to. <laughs> I yeah, just thought you get yourself in trouble saying I know, that, but I just thought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, any yeah. friends <laughs> who wants to be friends with both of uh, Julie Roberts, not Julie Roberts, by that one. She's not, Maybe uh, she'll uh, knock at the door. Uh, 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 Al Pacino <laughs> tell you it's six inches in front of your face. That's, that's what living is. <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, but it, Do you look, know what, though? It's fun, isn't it? Branding, uh, look, Brendan is. You know? I, I love I love it yeah. I genuinely do I love so I, I met a HR company recently right this guy um, and he wanted to get into HR and where I think I'm different where my company is different the most is I'm an entrepreneur first a businessman and I'm a marketeer second I just happen to be exceptionally good at marketing that's the way I look at it you know from the, the companies like I've spent literally millions on advertising on Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn in the last five to six years. Millions. LinkedIn is totally underrated. And I'll highlight by the way, I have yeah. no marketing qualifications. This is the funny thing. I didn't yeah. do marketing in college. I do economics and politics. I left there and got into the startup world. I got into the startup world and only got into marketing because we refused the funding. But I have guest lectured in marketing in Trinity College, UCC, UCD, DCU, NUIG, UL. I even wrote a curriculum for a marketing module inside UL. And just gave it to them because I was annoyed that they were sending me marketing students to be interviewed and they had no real marketing understanding. I done a project for Heineken. Did you? And did you do any advertising on Facebook or Instagram? Oh, no, no, we didn't touch social media. This is in 2016. Like, how can you come to me and tell me you understand marketing if you haven't touched social media since in college? So I done all of these things. And, but and still it isn't really. It's no, only it's now it's kind of infiltrating it. colleges, you know. How, you can't teach social media marketing. I'm, I'm amazed it isn't, it. it isn't on a, a, But you can't, you can't teach it. Those lecturers are probably there for the last 10, 15 years unless they're running side businesses where they're doing this stuff. You can't teach it. That's why they got me you know, Shane, Like even stuff. there, I, I was going to set up a branding company myself and I have the thing, kind yeah. of the bones, the foundations of it set up. But I could totally see the, the opportunities are massive. Oh, yeah. Massive. The branding is, uh, and how, how technology is going to influence how brands are set up is key. Like, I have a huge, uh, a huge fascination with narrative and messaging positioning because that's what really becomes, think of the, the, the whole program admin back in the, back in the day, the boys doing ads in the 50s and the 60s and, yeah, it's like that, that series I watched about the advertising industry years yeah, what, ago. Is it admin or what's the name yeah. of it? Um, but that, that's the, the, the core competencies of that is still the same. It's just digitized and different. Mm. So I'm working with a hair salon and hopefully they'll soon grow to a, a franchise or a big, a big uh, hair salon model. But one of the partners inside that, he's a traditional marketer, really, really smart guy, really, mm-hmm. really high level of intelligence. But I, we, we talk all the time about it, that marketing hasn't changed that much. It's just digitized. The behaviorisms are just slightly different. But I like, so we were putting up a post last night after I left here. We were doing something and I was writing copy for some ad that had to be launched today. Um, and he came back and he was like, what you think? And I was like, yeah, that's fairly slick. And he wrote back, did you like the 1950s slant in it? Because he was trying to integrate language from the 50s. And I was like, yeah, you know, the old meets the new to build a better future. And that's the whole point. Yeah. You know, the, the old isn't dead. That's it's just in- reliving itself <clears throat> in a different way. Interesting, because I, I remember I got talking to a guy... Uh, 
here in the shop once, like I do, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because you can't banter, shut me banter up. Banter at the counter. Yeah. Like. Banter. Another <laughs> plug, keep plugging. Plug, plug, keep plugging. So I got talking to him and, we, you know, he was in the advertising game, right? Yeah. And I thought, geez, that's great. I said, well, are you busy, you know? He said, geez, his face dropped, right? This is probably two years ago. Okay, yeah. I said, what? Well, advertising, you know, how long are you advertising? He said, Jesus, years and years. Jesus, yeah. probably a couple of decades, 20 yeah, years, yeah. you know. And he said, uh, it's all online and his face dropped. The man just couldn't embrace it, man. Yeah. Like, and I, I knew at the time, I go, you're going to lose your business, I said to myself in my head, you know. I could, you could see it. Like, I will, yeah, absolutely. But, uh, but they'll, they'll hold on to for a certain length of time. But the question is, you know, who's going to take over from him? You know, yeah. it should be someone like me. And what I mean by somebody like me, somebody who believes fully, fundamentally still in the value of the traditional methods and the methodologies, the core principles behind a lot of them, yeah. but who can adapt them and adopt them for the modern methods. You know, um, buyer personas of old have only changed the ad sets on Facebook. Um, you it's know, just the medium. Patterns the medium has changed. Yeah, patterns of behaviours yeah. and how consumers digest content in the old days have now changed to algorithms and systems that Instagram or Facebook have set up. You know, if you understand how all these work, you understand how to maximise effectiveness. You know, I, I, I've never understood. I, I'll give some advice here. Somebody can absolutely hopefully steal this idea. But I've never understood why somebody hasn't created pods in Ireland. And what I mean by pods is, like, if you look at orcas or, or dolphins, they have pods, right? They have pods that go together, orcas for hunting. Um, and dolphins for community so that they can be there and they enjoy each other's company and whatever else, right? Yeah. But a pod... What a pod is, is it's a community of brands, right? Now, if you look at the net effect of um, algorithms, so take Facebook's algorithm. Facebook will give you about 5 or 10% of your audience. So if you, as an example, if you have 5,000 likes on Facebook, Facebook will allow about 500 people of those likes to see your content. Mm. Now, what they want to do is they want to see, do those people like your content? And if they do like your content, then Facebook creates a lookalike audience similar to those, not your followers, but a similar type audience, and shares the content to those people. And if those people like it, Facebook does it again. Excellent. Now, to me, that's a pattern. And I'm going, well, if you were smart enough, you would create a pod of just, say, 30 companies. Each one of those companies, when the other person puts up content, they would like and engage the content. Now, that works around the algorithm. That tells Facebook's AI system that when this business posts phone servers, that these other businesses and people like the content, thus increasing the amount of people that keep seeing your content. And that just goes down to understanding how the algorithm works. So simple, it's simple. <clears throat> so the old traditional methods, right? Yeah. The actual um, thought processes, the, the experience, the knowledge base of the advertising person industry, the old way, it's not... Like, I can remember your man was going, I, I can't do this because it's, diff it's different. But he, he didn't realise. He just doesn't understand. So when All he, he has when to do is embrace the algorithms or get someone to, to do yeah, the algorithms or, or, or for him. Or just understand. So that fella, you know? right, is probably very good at writing one-liners. Okay? Yeah, I mean, the okay. guy is good. He's, so he's got an advertising you take, take the principle behind that, Jack, yeah. and you go to Facebook. And when you launch about 60% of ads on Facebook, you have either 255 characters or 25 characters. So... A perfect stocking filler is 25 characters. Go look that shit up. How do I know that? Because I'm working with a company in Dublin at the moment called Chocolate Spoons. 
and they're giving out these, what are supposedly the nicest hot chocolates in the world. You dip these spoons into hot milk, gorgeous. But I know that the copy that I need to get clicked on is a perfect stocking filler. Why? Because we're in the run up to Christmas. People are looking for stocking fillers. And it just happens that a perfect stocking filler is 25 characters. So that person, nobody has sat down with him and gone, actually, let's call him Bin. Bin, hey, how's it going? I'm going to sit down with you for three or four hours, Bin, and I'm going to show you how Facebook advertising works. And at the end of all this, Bin, you're going to understand that you're not a dinosaur. Yeah. You're actually, excuse my language, but a fucking genius. You just don't know it yet. That's the difference. Yeah. They look at it and, oh, no, no, not to Facebook. No, not to social media. Not down with that sort of thing. <laughs> um, so, but what, nobody what, has sat down with them to explain it. So is there an opening to Huge sort opening. of, to, yeah. to help these, in, these, these yeah, dinosaurs? Literally. I was literally propositioned with it two weeks ago. Yeah, I would say I, so. I, I mean, met, I met somebody, somebody and, to talk about how my agency works. And they yeah. work in a more traditional agency in Dublin. And they want to have a discussion in January. Now, look, you can't be all things all men. It sounds great. And much like you, John, I'm sure, or any other startup person or entrepreneur, you get ideas all the time. Yeah, yeah. Ideas are one thing. Execution is everything. Execution. So it everything. sounds great, me saying these. Yeah, but there's ideas and opportunities everywhere. I don't know if you're the same, but you, yeah. I know lots of people that I have a Rolodex of ideas on my phone. Yeah. You know, it's <clears throat> under thumbprint as well. So if you wanted, John, you'd have to chop off my thumb. I, I, there, there must be three or four hundred ideas there of gaps or opportunities. But I have horsepower. I have to manage that and grow yeah. that because we love that company. We love the opportunity there. And I have my other two babies, VRM and, and Relaunch. Um, and that's where you have to polarize your focus because. But isn't this like, I, I'm this, I call it, this is fascinating to me because I kind of st- step back and I go, okay, I think I've realized the first step is the most important one, right? <laughs> so it's like. Have, first or the last. Yeah, or the Depending. last. <laughs> I know, but like, you can go from this shop, you could go one, potentially, Billions of directions. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right? You could take one step leads to a different. Like suddenly you're on a. What? Where is the wisdom to know? Yeah, but where do I go? Do you know what I'm saying? I or, do. Yeah, or should you just go hell for leather? No, I or do. should you I have think, a perspective? I think on you the need thing? You, you need to know where you want to end up. Oh, potentially. But, uh, but I can tell you very straight. Yeah. I, I run VRM. I run Relaunch, and I'm the CMO of Harspa. But I, I want to change marketing forever. Let's be very, very clear on this. That's your, that's your marketing is broken. Yeah. Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, yeah. LinkedIn, wherever their algorithms control how marketing functions for the wider society. That, that doesn't make any sense. I, I, I understand it and they can be, be manipulated, but fundamentally, um, back in the old days, it was psychology that controlled marketing, not algorithms. Um, now in a bigger way, psychology is built into those algorithms, but they can be manipulated. Yeah, so, you know, yeah. marketing should be about causation and correlation. And what causes behaviorisms to work a certain way? And as a byproduct of copy, ads, uh, campaigns, narrative positioning, branding, whatever, uh, what correlation is created afterwards that created X amount of footfall, X amount of buying power, X amount of revenue, whatever. Um, it's broken as a function. So where will I end up? I, I can tell you very, very clear, Chad. I Causation and correlation using AI to fix marketing as a function in some respect using uh, traditional marketing methodologies um, and from STP analysis to you know Simon Sinek's The Golden Circle 
all these, you know, people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it, yeah. adding into some of Gary V stuff. To yeah. go back to you, I think that's what it is. Like, if it's, you know, what, where, where do you want phone savers to go? Is phone savers a franchise model? Yeah. Is it, are you going to end up closing phone savers and you're going to make all your money from banter at the counter? Right. Are you just going to. there's any say, sponsors out there. Yeah. <laughs> I got yeah. a microphone to pay for. But you know what I mean? <laughs> With a credit card bill coming into them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who's up next, lads? Um, but these are, you know, do you want to make Killarney the phone capital of Kerry? Yeah. You know, there, there's. Would you think big? Do you think that's important to think big? Yeah, well, I wouldn't do it if it wasn't. Yeah, big. yeah. So, like, I could have a listen. I could run, and the same as most entrepreneurs. To be very clear, you need you need a purpose in life. Yeah, and that's what gets us out of bed. You know, you asked earlier about your motivation, purpose, purpose. You know, um, if you don't have a purpose, it's really, really difficult to stay motivated all the time. It's really the journey, isn't it? The yeah, energy around the whole you know, journey. I love the community. You yeah, love the yeah. people. I love the mind frames. Yeah. I love the nothing is impossible. Uh, I love the the just the, the seeing the smiles on people's faces when they figure something out. Yeah. When it's, when something that's been impossible is suddenly achieved, something that can never be done is done. You know, it's like your man who ran the what was his name who ran the mile in under four minutes. It was never ever done before, and it was impossible. And thirty or forty thousand people have tried it, and it can't be done. It can't be done. And then this guy does it, and now hundreds of thousands of people have done it since then. Yeah. So it was always possible. It was just not accepted that it was because nobody had done it. And then when it is done, it's, ah, geez, lads, really, come on, everybody can do it, sure. <laughs> For hundred years, nobody did it. So what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> you know, you know it's not the way it works. Like. When I was 10, if yeah. someone said, you would be in the sitting room, they'd go, play the Rolling Stones, Alexa, and you'd come on the radio. Like, I'd yeah. probably be locked up, you know what I mean? <laughs> Genuinely, yeah. But that's, that's why you love startups. Yeah. That's why you get excited about them. But I, I do think it goes back to having a purpose. Yeah. I think you need to know where you want to end up. I, you know, I, I, I like spotting patterns. Yeah. So I used to always say to you know, my mates, I can see the future. Now, what I meant by that, let's be very clear before I get scalded here. Go on, I look. Where, where do you uh, think the future is No, going? what I meant by that was I can see patterns where you can start to go, okay, this may happen next because these things have happened before. I can't see the future if I had to just pick a lot of numbers and, you know, I just win the lot. Well, what do you think is yeah. going to happen? Um, yeah. But the point was, Steve Jobs made a famous quote and I love it. And he was the guy as well who also said, you know, he thought he could see the future. You can only ever join the dots looking backwards. Yeah, but Steve, you can only ever Steve Jobs sense. was you exceptional, I think. Do you know I, why? He, he, he like, was. He's the only guy that said, you know, we don't, we don't, we don't see what, we don't ask what the market wants. We tell them what they want. I would agree with that. That was amazing. Like, well, I would agree with that. The customer doesn't know what they want. If you'd ask people, you know, and I love that line, if you'd ask people uh, when they were building horses before Henry Ford came along, you know, they would have wanted bigger, faster horses. Yeah, they, they couldn't conceptualize. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's the, back to your, you asked the question earlier on, the difference between crowdfunding and VC. That's the difference. If you crowdfund, they'll give you bigger, better, faster horse. When you VC, they're pushing you towards like a they want to they pony. want the car they want the, they want the next step what's the next iteration yeah yeah and I think that's important you know I, I really are the do. two things important like you know they, they are depending on the vertical you want to take for yeah. some people you know it depends for horse it's a very suited to going down the, the community route because we want the backing from the horse community we want the backing from the echoing community we don't necessarily need loads of VCs farting at the motorboat us we want the horse community to back us and the plans and the strategies me, Mike, and Ian are making 
are all centered around that ethos. The lifeblood is sort of community based. Yeah, like, you yeah. want community, you want to give back. So we have some amazing ideas for the new year. Like we'll be releasing a, an equine magazine. Uh, we'll be releasing it. Uh, don't be called Horse and Hound now. Right? You, can't, you can't call it Horse and Hound. <laughs> I won't be telling you the branding stuff yet. No, it's so going to be trying to rob go it. On, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got, got GoDaddy ready to go. We, we have, uh, we'll have a video series coming out. Uh, we'll have a place where we will be uploading, uh, creating a digital magazine around equipment and things that people can buy or retail online. The horse, the equine industry needs to be digitized in a lot of ways. Um, and I love that me, Mike, and Ian have the ability to digitize some of this. I firmly believe that we'll build a media brand to support the horsepower brand that we have because that's what's missing in that industry. The same way as I don't think that there's enough media brands for marketing. So that's something else we will absolutely work on or I will absolutely work on with my team from the other two companies yeah. into the new year as well. But again, bring that back to you. Imagine if you were to create a media brand here in Kerry are in Killarney around forms, around so pick four key services that you offer, and then you create a media brand around that. What you're going to have is all of your target market are going to keep reading content from you, and it's not sales content; it's value content. Yeah, it's, there's a difference. It's Gary Gary like... V's thing of you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, document like you know he's telling people at the moment they should be putting out forty to fifty pieces of content on LinkedIn a day. And some people say if I do that, I've said it to people, and they say if I do that, then people are going to leave. But well, sure, whoever's going to leave, find, find out like they, they, you know, they won't be your customers is, anyway. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't believe in fear either. Like, yeah, you know, that's one of the things I do like about the way I look at the world. I think you should be fearless. Yeah, why? Because I, I refuse to make a decision based on fear. You don't compromise around that, do you? I just don't no. make a decision based no. on fear. Why? Yeah. What, what would you be afraid of? What this may not work. Okay. Are you any worse than where you were in the first place? Exactly, yeah. You know, do you know You've got more to be willing to lose it all, haven't you? Like, I would absolutely lose lose everything, including my knickers. Is that? <laughs> but look, the point is, you want to be something. You want to go somewhere. You want to be somebody. You want to achieve something. you got to make sacrifices, man. Yeah. It's no difference to being a Premier League footballer and they have to train on Christmas Day. Okay, that's the lifestyle. You know, I get in trouble um, with family and friends a lot of the time. And most entrepreneurs do it, sir. And I'm trying to get better at it. Around the work-life balance thing, um, it's this, a load but, of shite. Yeah, but this work-life balance, this, this, in this, fairness, like well, it depends. No, there's a lot. I'm of, all work, there, but yeah, You're but not? there's a lot of support. There's a lot of support to say mental health on the other side is hugely important. Well, to yeah, me, it fundamentally goes down to the type of lifestyle you want to live, and then yeah. if you're going to go heavy on the work side of it then you've to acknowledge that you will make sacrifices. You will miss birthdays. You yep. will miss celebrations. You yep. will miss. This, that, the other. Um, I live 25 minutes from my home. Now, you know, in the next year when I start driving, it'll be made a lot easier. But I wouldn't get out to home a lot. Um, and I only live 25 minutes from mm. You know, but I work seven days a week. Now, in yeah. fairness, I spend a lot. I will FaceTime my nephews. I will ring my parents. I will do yeah, whatever. Yeah. But I'm not a saint either. I've only got better at that in the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But fundamentally... If you live this type of lifestyle, you'll make a lot of sacrifices. You, there's no way around it. You're you're playing the game here. Yeah, this is the game and of it, life. It's the startup world. It's the business world. You know. You know, and it feels like when you're saying that that you'll have a lot of sacrifices. Well, you will, it's yeah. like you're saying it. You're not saying it. You're saying it to, to other people to get a reflection on it. But that's not actually how you see it, is it? No, this is just part of the journey. You love it. Yeah, like, there's you know, no sacrifices. Is yeah, there, really? like, so yeah. I, I came down. I, I came down to Clarny yesterday. Yeah. I haven't seen my girlfriend in about two months. 
and the last time I saw her was for about 20 minutes and I haven't seen her in about two months before she's that. killing me you in here no. so yeah. I, I come in here to the shop yesterday she's after first thing she organises I was aware yesterday I go she's I'm, I'm asking to come on the show yeah, and he's only first, ended first thing she organises when I come down is for me to get my phone fixed because I'm going to go nuts if I'm down here without my phone because like before he came down the day before I have a new phone ordered and it's coming next week yeah. but my phone would be at 97% I take a call for three minutes and it's at 1% I'm like what the fuck is going on here <laughs> So I arrived down here. First thing we do into the phone shop. Excellent. Meet the fell inside the phone shop. Trying to jump on a podcast. So this morning's our first lying in bed. Um, oh, Jesus. And I go on. Yeah, I got on a podcast. Fucking right, I got on the podcast. <laughs> this is work. This is life. But the thing yeah. is, she'd encourage me. So when I, when I was, I leave, think that's really when I was leaving, I said, I, yeah. said there, I said, do you want anything? Yeah, I want bread brought back. <laughs> and you were going to cook <laughs> breakfast. There's my sacrifice. So my sacrifice is I didn't get a lion or cuddles this morning, as she would put it. I will get them tonight or tomorrow morning. I have to cook breakfast now. That's the shade off. Yeah. And I have to bring back bread so she can have toast. There you go, man. Now, that's a working part of it. You know? Uh, uh, and that's, but that's the beauty. It's not all know? wine and rose. It's sometimes no, it's tea and toast. Sometimes yeah? it's tea and toast. And it's my bit of rasher and sausage too. <laughs> you know? But, but genuinely, it's, I mean, you, you need to have people that understand. And sometimes they want and you can't get frustrated by it. It's yeah. not easy to explain. It's not easy to explain to somebody that you get out of bed and you're, you're so excited with ideas. Um, and they're going, oh, you must be anxious. And you're going, no, you don't get it. Do you know, Shane, I, I, I kind of only share with people that understand now. We, do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, that's, that's, that's difficult though, because then it puts, it puts a lot of pressure on you, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Because you're, you're trying to, you're trying to explain, but not explain to people who won't get it. But the point, like, that, yeah, the I, point I, I'd make in it, John, is that you can't, you just can't react. There's people yeah. very, very close to me that, I mean, very, you know, in my inner, inner circle, they'll never get it. And for years, they used to really, really frustrate me. I know what you're saying. And over the last couple yeah. of years, you get to a point and you're gone. Because no. you want them to share the enthusiasm. You want to yeah, come on board, but, right? but they're never going to get they it. Don't and, get and, it and, right? But that's okay. Yeah. Because there's certain things probably going on in their life that I can't ever get. Mm. Um, and they'll, they'll be wondering why I don't understand. A certain animal is entrepreneurs. Yeah, why I, don't, why I don't behave that way. Or why I don't, don't look at things the same. Or why I don't go to... You know, maybe it's uh, all these parties or all these things before COVID hit, obviously, all these things, all these things. And I'm going, but they, they don't interest me. Mm. What interests me is, you know, can you fix this algorithm? Can this thing break? Yeah. I, I took over a restaurant brand and I remember he was telling me they got messed up by, messed over by three different agencies. And I was sat down with this guy and I was like, I'll bring you to, they just opened their third restaurant. I was like, I'll bring you to 20 restaurants. Yeah, like hold, on, hold on, hold on, whoa, whoa, whoa. You went in, he had three restaurants, and you I said mean, they, to him, they just opened I'm going, their third restaurant. Yeah, this is I, three years ago, June 2017. Now, folks, this guy, Shane, Shane, you went in there, you go, this is you fact, got three, uh, yeah. and I'm going to make you have this, 20. This happened in Castle Troy, yeah. What happened? Myself and my partner at the time went in, met this guy, Stephen is his name, and Stephen told us uh, he'd been messed over by three agencies previously. Uh, we're not cheap to work with, but we're very good to work with. Meaning, clients can ring me at 12 The cheap thing is another issue. Well, it's cheap, that. cheap, is, cheap is just yeah. a disgusting word. Well, uh, we offer value, and uh, Hines buy by the store you're about well, to Well, it's a bit like the phone, right? And I, I, Sorry, it's yeah, a bit yeah. like the phone. If I, if I put 40 euro up on the counter, yeah. and I and I said, look, I'll take the battery out and put it yeah, up, yeah. Yeah. 
Which one do you want? Do you want the 40 euro today or do you want the, or do you want yeah, the battery? Yeah, you say, I listen, want the battery. That means you value the battery more than the 40 euro. I'd defer, listen, if you'd have told me, you know, in hindsight for you, if you'd have told me yesterday that was 200 euro, I would have given it to you. I think I got the price but, wrong. I think yeah, about. 100%. Why? <laughs> because I've shit tons to do in the next five days and I need my phone before I get yeah, back to Limerick. Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah, value. Yeah, when I sat down with this guy and he's telling me they got burnt by three different companies and this and that. And I went in and I said, look, I'll be very clear. They said, you're just after opening your third restaurant. One, you know, whatever, one in Galway, one in Innes, or one in Limerick, and you're opening the second one. He said, yeah. I went, I'll get you to 20 restaurants. And he went, listen, if you just get me to 10 restaurants, we'll be more than happy. Two-year contract. They're, they're actually about to open in Killarney after Christmas. And they're about to open their 16th restaurant inside three years. Jeez. So they're on number 16. I'm not far off the 20 mark, by the way. Uh, they're on number 16. I thought you'd be doing well at 10 would be a miracle. You they know? opened a restaurant during COVID. Uh, wow. But they're, like, I'd love to say, look, we do really good marketing for them. Yeah. But we've built a really good brand. We've built a really good narrative around the brand. Um, but they have, they, have, they have a quality setup. They're a really good company. They do great food. Um, and the they, business they, has to be good anyway, doesn't it? It does, yeah. It does, yeah. But we innovate for them. You know, we, we've, we listen to people. So customers have said they wanted a healthy takeaway option. So we cook food without oil. They wanted stuff for Slimming World away at watches. So we release new dishes. Yeah. Uh, when COVID hit, we wanted to do something before we shut down. So we give away 50 grand worth of free food to healthcare workers across Ireland. I mean, wow. they do, you know what I mean? They, wow. they, they try like, yeah. they, they went to hospitals all over the country and gave healthcare workers, frontline workers and not just nurses, etc. I mean, Porter. And did you implement this, this thought we'd, strategy? We've done it together. We went back to them and we said, look, you need to be doing something like this. And they yeah. went, yeah, we need to do it. But you need to be working as a collaboration. Yeah, that's community thing as well. There yeah, you go. Yeah. And, and they it's were true, they were it's, true your, your, it's true your business, your branding as well. It's, yeah. It has that about it. That's why when I said earlier, Andrew, that we, we interview clients as well. Yeah. When I got a client, um, we yeah. turn down far more business than we take on. I mean, we take on 20% of the business that comes our way. Oh, because the rest of them are going to, excuse my language, fucking torture us. They yeah. want to innovate. They want to invest. They want listen. They'll think they know. Well, we've always done it this way. Well, then why the fuck are you coming to me? If you've always done it that way and that's not working, don't come to me to look for some, for the same thing. I'm not going to execute bad stuff. Our company works in a certain way, you know. We're here to, to try and pioneer excellence, to bring, you know, what it says in my business card is we build scalable brands. What that means is we build scalable brand infrastructure. That means content plans buyer personas, mapping narrative, understanding your brand positioning model, understanding your SDP analysis, understanding data, what kind of ad sets are we going to create? Um, you know, what's, what, what's the narrative that's going to be most effective to generate leads or sales? You know, and we base it all on the four pillars. And you'll go back to my Instagram. Four pillars? I thought four, you'd only have one pillar. Like No, four pillars. And it's the psychology. Yeah. Social media, marketing, working. Awareness, engagement, loyalty, conversion. Awareness, Engagement, yeah. loyalty, conversion. Okay. Every relationship other than your mom having you and you've been birthed works in that way. Every relationship and always has. Yesterday we became aware of each other. Yeah. Engagement was we had a brief chat. Loyalty is me coming on the podcast and our chatting now and conversion is us chatting after this. Yeah. Every relationship, your, your wife or my partner or it doesn't matter, That's male or good. female, every relationship works the same. So to understand that based on that process, that's how you need to engage audiences online. How do you generate awareness first? How do you turn that awareness into authentic engagement? How do you really create organic loyalty? 
how do you create a way where they want and they think about you when when this comes up that comes into your head and then how do you create conversion which is either a sale it's repeat business it's a long-term relationship it's etc okay that's the way all marketing should work how do you create so you know how would phone savers in killarney work under awareness engagement loyalty conversion okay so you know as an example let's go through it so i'll give you some free marketing advice here okay you're not you're not uh, run, the, the clock run, isn't running now I, is it because i'd be paying a fortune i don't know I, and the, i'm willing the, to pay the it i'm willing already, to pay it the invoice is already in yeah. the post i sent it before i arrived <laughs> <laughs> that's confidence yeah, uh, I, tell you, I know gonna, how much I'm going to pay I know how much I'm going to charge him already gangsters at the table yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it um, I would run a, a weekly Facebook live um, why because it's free uh, you have the equipment here you sit down you, if you sit down with 200 euro even 150 euro ads budget a month now it's nowhere near what you should be spending but for argument's sake because small business keep your cost down yeah, yeah. minus your base expand your customer base and then invest money. and you have to kind of pick your audience scale yeah. scale as money improves no problem i have no issue with it i have loads of clients where that's just the model you know yeah I, I, half of my clients will spend lots of money on ads the other half i have to work to get ads money would you be thinking like but, organic but viral business. content or spend on ads? But, but, you you want a blend of it at the start until yeah. you until you have the loyalty gotta. Yeah. Like you've no loyalty yet. You know, I don't well yeah. I don't know you well enough here and I met you yesterday, yeah. I haven't checked out the brands online. Like well, but it's not too bad. Run a Facebook live, right? On a weekly <clears> basis, just at seven o'clock on a Wednesday evening. Yeah. Okay, seven o'clock on a Wednesday. Okay. Now what's the Facebook live gonna be about? It's a thirty minute show. And what's the thirty minute show? I about? straight away have one. Okay, so the thirty minute show is on products in the store. Which so, say grade A phones, which no one understands the difference as, between grade as, A and refurbished phones. As an example, yeah, perfect. Yeah. yeah. Now you do this every week. Now you're starting to build a presence and people are going, Oh, did you not John has this? Did you not phone savers do that? Did you not tremendous beyond the radio? Now people are now people are carrying the narrative for you. Yeah. Now, oh, oh yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Now you think a word of mouth, again the traditional way. Now people are carrying it through social media for you. My friend said this. My friend saw you do this. I told you, the models that were used previously, it's just the digitization, the digitization of those of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. that's how do, how do you get pigeon carriers, as I call them, people who are carrying your mail. Pigeon carriers. Yeah, um, and how are they going to expand the message for you? So when you come in and you look at that, you're going, right, so running Facebook Live, do it on a weekly basis. It's free to set up a Facebook Live. Yeah. Um, you can invite people on a Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday at 7, lads, we're going to be online. Ladies, etc. you're going to be here. Okay, we'll go slow to start, but inside two months, you'll start generating footfall and customer base from it. Excellent. There's one. Yeah. Instagram, run an IGTV series. And, uh, you know, what, what happens a lot to phones, right? Their screens break. Something happens with the charger. Hmm. Um, what other issues do you, do you get a lot of? Oh, to fix the battery. battery thing okay so pick four recurring things that people will have issues with with their yeah. phone now run an instagram igtv series on that why because if you look at the way instagram is setting up they're setting up to be uh where facebook was five years ago they're setting up to add incredibly monetary value instagram isn't a buying platform now like facebook is you look at the new store you can put on Facebook, etc. Yeah. Uh, Instagram will become a buying platform in the next six to nine months. Instagram is really only a buying platform now for influencers. It's really or sort of influencers, or, artists, yeah. sort of. But yeah. if you go and you run an IGTV series on habits and behaviorisms that you know are recurring and localized to you, so phone repair, Kerry, mm. 
mm. and you your IGTV series is just on the four things and you run a second season like Netflix season one season two seasons yeah. Yeah. yeah by the time you get to three or four months in I guarantee you you'll be coming back and going Shane thank you for that advice we're after increasing our turnover by two or three grand a month yeah yeah if you just ran what I told you on Facebook and on Instagram yeah. and you've done it consistently you found a right narrative and a cool brand design etc yeah. I yeah. guarantee you you'll increase your turn over two to three grand a month guaranteed and these are free to do because of the equipment you have oh, here it's but, amazing but it's, free. it's free I mean I took out an advertising on a paper like ah, three or four years ago you're like, pissing against the wind yeah and I got I, got, I only made I made the money back yeah, I just, and I didn't I make just, any money do you know yeah. I mean whereas I can go out right now you could post something now, I can you? show you uh, hairdressers I will literally check it right now I ran an ad for hairdressers last two nights ago and I'd say I'll spend 60 euro in the ad uh, and I would say that they have seven or eight inquiries let's see so how much have I spent? Thirty one. Thirty one eighty five. And how many messages? Seven. Seven inquiries. So if you think that the average booking inside and that is minimum thirty seven fifty. But the average that's sorry, that's the lowest one is thirty seven fifty. But the seven messages is probably gonna bring in a thousand euro worth of business. So that's been thirty one eighty five. It's yeah. gonna generate a thousand euro. A margin, let's call the margin fifty percent. Probably a lot more, but fifty percent. That's great. That return. means for my 30 euro, we've generated yeah, right, a thousand euro like, and the margin is 500 quid. That's why we're good at marketing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a no-brainer. Yeah. It's a no-brainer, like. You know. It's like pennies for pounds, like. Yeah, literally. Um, and I can see here, you know, <laughs> there's people saying that they're trying to ring the hairdressers and they can't get through. Um, they're too busy. You know, so. Um, where where do you, you see things going for the industry now? Like, is it going to be voice, voice act? I think voice activation uh, is going uh, to be big. Uh, audio, audio will be big, yeah. Yeah. Audio will be big, but it's. I think that's why narrative is so important. No, that's why. Get in there now, yeah. let's. So, yeah. like, what? what Contact what, Shane. Where can you get hold of Shane anyway? Uh, LinkedIn, Shane McCarthy, Shane Mac Social on Instagram and on Twitter and on Facebook. Uh, Shane McCarthy, Limerick, VRM, Relaunch Marketing, contact you there. Yeah. Just get in touch, hit yeah. me up. Uh, we're also doing that. That's another thing. We're giving a lot of free advice through relaunch marketing. I think we're, I don't know about the. I mean, you're very generous in your advice there. Even there's 15 like, companies we're picking. I appreciate I think, it too, yeah. yeah. 15 companies, and we're going giving them two hours of free consultancy to help them set up. So, I like that, you'll see two hours may not seem like a lot, but I can transform your business in two hours. I can transform the amount of money you'll make on a yearly basis in two hours. Yeah. But it will all be about follow through from you after. So genuinely, if you've done my Facebook Live idea and you've done IGTV, I guarantee you, John, you'd make an extra two grand a month there. Wow. Um, but I can tell you that. I know it. I have but the stats to prove it. Me doing but it. But no, will John do it? Can I say, is that there's a good opening there for some sort of a business development company to liaise with you to to come in and fix the hemorrhaging in some sort of a company. You know, do you ever get to that stage where you kind yeah, of think there's potential in this there company is, but look, there, there's and I'm not, I'm not going to organise the company for you but I, I know a guy that can come on board with. There, there, there is a potential but look it's the same as you when I look at some of the amazing equipment you have here is there not potential for you to go around and set up 
these types of studio areas for loads of but you see what I mean I know, like, yeah, the, the, this is the thing yeah. ideas are one thing execution is everything execution yeah, yeah. so yeah, yeah, yeah. you'll run around and you'll do a million things but then you're not focused on anything and I was guilty of this myself before you know you you're trying to be all things to all yeah. men or all women yeah. and by the end of it you've actually done nothing it's true man it's you know? true that's true Shane Jeez, thanks for the, that's. Been, I mean, my head, my I'm I'm fired up. Like I think what I want to do. <laughs> yeah, probably. I'm on yeah. Facebook Live right now. <laughs> you should do it. Yeah. But if people, we look, could have done this. If Facebook the people like, carry or anybody you know? wanted voice, I'm I'm I mean, we're in a very giving mode at the moment. I think COVID has softened us up knowing. Softened us up. But yeah. if you go to relaunchmarketing.ie or go to relaunchmarketing.ie on Facebook, um, or on LinkedIn, uh, send us a message and just say, hey, I would like some free advice. Or can I have a call? Uh, we will jump on a call with you. We will help listen to what your business is, where you need help, uh, where you think you need help, um, and try and come up with some solutions for you. Yeah. Uh, can we roll it out and execute it? Probably not. I don't know. Let's see. But we will definitely give you one or two hours free. And you're advice. not going to be taken on if if you don't want to be taken. Like no, you're, you're it's going not, to be, no, it's it's be a genuine love, business relationship and yeah, you're going to help and, these guys and... Well, you get a great kick out of it, don't you? I do, yeah. yeah. I love helping people. Yeah. And I think I think that's a power that we have. If you, if you have the ability to help someone, uh, you should. And it's back yeah. to the horse betting. We yeah. have the ability to help people and we want that. Great uh, VRM, we have the ability to help that restaurant and the hairdressers, etc. Relaunch, now we're starting it. We have the ability to help a lot of businesses to launch or to relaunch, to, to help them not go under, um, to help them innovate in the way that they need to or to modernize their online yeah. presence in the way that they do. So if they want to send me a message, we're there to help myself and I have an amazing team behind me. Uh, I, I, I have an incredible team. I'm privileged to be leading a lot of them. Uh, they're incredible people. They're wonderful and they're really, really gifted at what they do. I just happen to be the face and the mouthpiece at the front of it, you know. Of course, man. And you know, any businesses out there that are going through hard times, because I've, I've looked at a few things, people are really struggling, right? Oh, yeah. And, you know, they're not lucky enough to have a, an established business or yeah, whatever it easy. might be, you know. It's not easy. Marketing works. Yeah, <laughs> Do you know it does. Yeah. Marketing works. Facebook, Social Instagram, media, LinkedIn, Facebook. Yeah. And if you don't know what you're doing and you have a good business, uh, and you know it's a good business, get in touch. Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. totally, man. I appreciate you having me on the show. It's you're been welcome, an absolute pleasure. It's been great, man. Great Banter chat. Banter at the counter. Some yeah. gone. I love it. Thanks, man. I love it. I can't wait to see what you do next. You never know. Yeah. You never know. Well, folks, that's it, unfortunately. We've reached the end of our show. Thanks for joining us and listening. And if you want to hear more from us, please subscribe to our podcast. And details on how to do that are on our Facebook page, Banter at the Counter, and soon on www.banterattheCounter.com. Also hit us up on Twitter and Instagram if you want to keep in touch. So until next time, mind yourselves, please stay safe and be positive.